This episode is sponsored by Plaza Premium Group. Plaza Premium Group is the pioneer and industry leader in providing premium airport hospitality services, such as lounges, hotels, meet and greet services, and dining in over 160 locations in 45 international airports across the world. The goal? Make travel better. Plaza Premium Lounge is an independent lounge that gives travelers a haven away from the hustle and bustle of the airport. Travelers experience comfortable seating, enticing food and beverage, private resting suites, VIP rooms, Wi-Fi, and more. Don't your travelers deserve a home away from home? Sure they do. For more information on how to bring a Plaza Premium Lounge to your airport, visit plazapremiumgroup.com. Plaza Premium Group, we make travel better. Welcome to the Airport Experience News Podcast. I'm Ramon Lowe, the publisher of AXN and the host of this pod. The Airport Experience Conference is right around the corner. Yes, it is. The Can't Miss event takes place March 1st to the 4th at the Gaylord Rockies in Denver. Do you know FOMO? Fear of missing out? Well, don't have FOMO. Make sure you are at the Airport Experience Conference to register, reserve your booth, review the agenda, and more go to conference.airportxnews.com. Well, this is episode 80, and here I am joined by only the second person ever to be on this podcast twice. And this person is Ken Buchanan of Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. A little bit of background. Um, about a month ago, I received a text from Ken who, unbeknownst to me, was halfway around the world. He said he had something big to tell me, but could not do so for another week. So when we did get to speak, he shared what I feel is a rather bold initiative that would greatly impact um, operators in DFW and, of course, perhaps be a model for other airports to follow. Well, he wanted to come on the pod and be the one to share it with each and every one of you because it's better hearing it directly from the source. So here is my conversation with Ken Buchanan. So I'm here with Ken Buchanan, the Executive Vice President of Customer Experience and Revenue Management for Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Ken, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Absolutely. Thank you. Good to be here, Ramon. Okay, so we are recording this in that weird, crazy period after Thanksgiving, right before Christmas. So um, I, get, I know it's a little crazy right now, so I appreciate you taking the time. So just a little bit of background for those listening. Uh, you and I were texting back and forth, I want to say a few weeks ago. I believe you were in Abu Dhabi, right? Is that, is that accurate? I was in Doha. Uh, Doha, I'm sorry, Doha. Um, we were texting back and forth, and you said you had something really exciting to share with me on some new initiatives that you have going on there at DFW. So I love that this is kind of breaking uh, news in some ways, but you know what? I'm going to let you take it away from there. Just tell me what's going on. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, we, we're getting an opportunity to, once again, reinvent our concessions program it's amazing how fast time flies. This is my 15th year uh, here at DFW Airport. And when we started the uh, program 15 years ago, it's been tr a tremendous success. Uh, I can't tell you how successful our concessions program has been uh, for DFW Airport. And there have been many, many to benefit from that. But as we plan this next decade, we realize there are pretty serious challenges that's facing uh, our industry. And we need to rethink uh, the program. We need to design it in a way that can continue to deliver uh, success to uh, all parties. So we, we say it's as easy as ABC. And, and A represents the airport 
and our airline business partners. And the C represents our concessions and community. And in order for us to uh, create a successful program, we need to make sure that all of these entities are being able to achieve the, the maximum performance here at DFW Airport, whether it's the airport or our airline partners or the concessionaires and the community. We know we have to create win-win uh, scenarios. And so we thought about what can we do to reevaluate our program and do something pretty dramatically different from what we've done in the, uh, in the last 15 years. And so that's what this uh, program is about. We received our board approval on probably about two thirds of our, um, our initiatives. And we are coming back to our board in January for the uh, approval on the remaining items. But I believe it's, it's going to be transformative to DFW and, and our program. Yeah, we recognize and we've done quite a bit of analysis and, and we've met with key members of, uh, throughout the industry. And we recognize that there's been a disproportionate increase in costs associated with doing business at DFW Airport. So for example, we recognize that there's been a tremendous increase in build out costs. When you look at costs 15 years ago, the build out a restaurant or retail here at DFW could have been in the three to $400 ranges. And now we're seeing build-out costs exceed $1,000. And that's, that's created an enormous strain on the uh, P&L for our concessionaire partners. We've also seen our O&M charges go up, you know, increase in electricity and all the uh, fees that the concessionaire has to pay to operate within the terminals. And I don't need to talk about the labor costs, whether yes. it's you're in a union environment, we've seen uh, tremendous costs escalators as it relates to labor. 10 or 15 years ago, you can easily get an employee at seven to $8 an hour, and you didn't have, you know, two to 3% unemployment rate uh, back then. And in this environment, you can't hardly get anybody for less than $14 an hour in this market in a very, very, very tight labor market. I think uh, our labor market has some of the lowest uh, employment numbers of probably any major area in, in the country. I know that our employment numbers are at 3% or below 3%, which uh, puts a tremendous burden on, on our partners. And also they've seen our rents, the rents go up, whether it's the mags or the percentage rent, and they've also experienced cost of good increases. While we have kept basically uh, retail pricing uh, pretty stagnant uh, over the years. And so when those costs go up at that rate and the, the prices to the consumer don't keep up with that, then it's really eaten into the margins and the profit margins of our concession partners to the point where we think it's uh, reached a critical stage. And we want our concessionaires to feel good about investing at DFW Airport. We don't want them to be in a position where they're cutting costs, cutting labor, cutting people, because customer experience is also a top priority uh, of ours. But you know, just like in any business, the business will make whatever necessary uh, changes that they need to make to ensure a return on their investment. We don't want those trade-offs to be uh, customer impact uh, areas. 
And so we're, we're, we're making some decisions to try to enhance the profitability and the margins of, of our concession partners. For example, we know that there are two critical times in the life of a lease, those last years where you're expected to really make the majority of your profits because you've amortized a lot of costs, the market is stabilized, and hopefully the flight activity is, has uh, improved throughout the, the life of the lease. And so you have a high opportunity to make profit in those last years. But contrary to that, in those first years, there's an extremely high level of risk associated. You have minimum annual guarantees and percentage rents. You have a lot of costs. You're amortizing a lot of your build-out costs during those early, early years. And then there's all types of training uh, costs uh, that's associated with getting up and up and running. And so we want to uh, basically ease some of that. So we have given lease extensions to roughly 100 locations uh, throughout the, uh, the airport. We've added anywhere from six months to 24 months on the uh, lease uh, terms of, of those concessionaires. We also recognize that to try to minimize some of the risk associated with the start of the lease, we're putting all of our concessionaires on percent rent only for the first year. So there will be no mag uh, during the first year of operation and your mags will kick in uh, starting with your second year of, of operations. We're also looking at underperforming uh, locations in our airport in particular, our land site locations have never really produced and lived up to the expectations of, of the airport as well as the uh, concessionaire. And so it's, 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 it's been a heavy burden on the P&L of the location it is packaged with. So we're offering all concessionaires that want to turn in, give back those locations to the airport. We will gladly uh, take those locations back and remove that unproductive asset out of the package so that the package can uh, have even more profitable imp improvements. And we will repurpose that space for enhanced vending or maybe even uh, introduce some of the automated retail that's entering the marketplace where it's not required to have 16 to 18 hours of labor uh, there to serve only a few hundred dollars worth of sales. So those are some things. We're reevaluating our beverage prices. Uh, we, we realized that uh, we were one of the first, if not the first, uh, airport to enter into a beverage sponsorship. Mm -hmm. And we know that there are built-in cost escalators every year within that, that contract. But we control the retail of our beverage uh, pricing. For example, we know that Coca-Cola typically raised their cost of goods by 3% a year, but yet we've maintained a, um, a steady uh, retail price throughout those cost uh, increases. And so what we're going to do is, is increase uh, our beverage prices to the customer uh, to reflect the 12 percentage points in cost that the concessionaires uh, have given up. And then our board has given us the authority to reevaluate beverage pricing uh, on a frequent basis, as we see costs increase, then we have the opportunity to increase the retail price so that we're not eating into the margins of our concession uh, partners. 
So we're excited about the uh, flexibility that our board has given us around pricing when it comes to uh, bottled beverages. We know that in some cases, depending on, on, the, uh, on the concept, bottled beverage can command as much as 40 to 50% of total, total retail sales, um, depending on the type of concept uh, that you have. And so bottled beverage is extremely, extremely important. We're also uh, looking to uh, reestablish uh, a, a rent profile in our Terminal D. Uh, we recognize that uh, our airline partners are not always uh, flying the international carriers or international flights out of the international terminal. It's interesting, in order to receive an international flight that's inbound, that's coming to your airport, you have to maintain an open gate. Mm -hmm. because that those international travelers have to go through the customs area. And so it's, it's very difficult to, uh, to, uh, for a flight to take off out of the international terminal at the same time one is due to arrive. So you have to keep that gate uh, empty for that arriving flight. But we know that we don't earn or we don't make any sales off of that arriving flight because they bypass the terminal and head directly into the customs uh, area. And when you have a, a, a outbound flight at the same time, you have, to, uh, you have to move that flight to another terminal. And so therefore your, your, your concessionaires in your international terminal don't get the full exposure of your international flight activity. And we recognize that and we know that our airline carriers will make the best decisions for their operations. And so therefore it's very little influence that we have to make sure that they fly all flights out of the international terminal. So with that being said, we're going to move many of our concessionaires to percent rent only in terminal D. Mm -hmm. And then after one year of percent rent only, we will reestablish their minimum annual guarantee at a 75% level. That way that the, uh, the concessionaires have the, the, the best opportunity to be successful in that particular terminal, just in case the airlines um, don't really change their, their behavior as far as operations. And we know that there are gate constraints associated with it. That behavior may change in the long run once we bring new gates uh, and have more flexibility but in the short term, uh, we need to make sure that we create a business environment for those concessionaires in Terminal D where they can still be successful even though the airlines may fly international flights out of different terminals. So, you know, those, those are examples of some of the things that we're doing to try to create a better environment so that, uh, that an airport uh, benefits from it as well as our airline uh, business partners and, and our concessionaires and community also benefit uh, from it. We think these decisions uh, are going to greatly enhance the level of profitability of concessionaires at, at our airport. Now, it doesn't come without a cost. That's uh, what I was going to ask next. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're asking our concessionaire partners to uh, step up and, 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 and invest and embrace uh, technology changes. We want to have a point of sale integration between the point of sale systems and DFW Airport. Right now, you know, concessionaires have to key in 
their uh, monthly sales uh, in order for us to track and, and bill appropriately uh, uh, based on those sales. We'd love to have a direct link, and we're testing this with several of our uh, concessionaires, but we want to have a direct point of sale integration with all of our concessionaires. We also want to put a focus on sustainability, whether it is a food donation program, grease recycling, or zero waste. We want to make sure that our concessionaire partners are committed uh, to those things. You know, DFW was the first carbon neutral airport in the world. And right now, um, I think that one of two carbon neutral airports uh, in the U.S. So sustainability is extremely important to DFW Airport and our community. So we want to make sure that we are rewarding and encouraging, and we want to make sure that it is profitable for our concession partners to embrace sustainability, as well as embrace uh, new technologies uh, to uh, create a better experience for our customers. So we're looking for more POS integration. We're looking for sustainability, things like zero waste, food donation, recycling. Um, and these are some things that we're asking our concessionaires, if we are willing as an airport to try to create a better environment, then we're asking all of our concession partners to step up and assist us uh, whether it's point of sale integration or sustainability. You know what, Ken, I got to say, taking all this in, and these are all great points, by the way, very progressive thinking uh, on the part of DFW. Um, and I haven't done the math, so I might be speaking out of turn, but it seems like the ask of DFW is not commensurate to the reward of what you're giving to the, to the incumbents, I guess it seems, you know, better recycling, more technology, integration POS, et cetera. Or is, is that accurate or, or am I not seeing that, something? No, that's, that's very accurate. One, one of the things that we've done is we've met with the CEOs of most major uh, concession uh, companies, as well as some of our local and small business concessionaires and it's really interesting that everything that I've mentioned that we're asking them for mm-hmm. are part, is part of their corporate strategy. It's part of their own company initiatives. Uh, for example, sustainability. Everyone that we've talked to has an initiative uh, around sustainability, whether it's recycling, food donation, and those concessionaires who operate in multiple airports they're already doing many of these things in other markets. And so none of the things that we've asked for really came as a surprise uh, to our partners. And in most cases, they already had initiatives underway uh, in those areas. Yeah, I, I just, I guess maybe um, it seems like the ask should be as great as the reward. And I shouldn't be saying that because I know I'm friendly with with all, with all uh, a lot of your tenants there. So, but it, it, again, this seems like Christmas is coming early with all the things that uh, DFW is putting together. Where, where are you, by the way, with regards to this initiative? I know you said you had made a presentation to the board. Um, where, where are you in the timeline? We, we, had a, a strategic, we had a strategic planning session with our board a couple months ago. And we did a lot of the fine tuning uh, to the uh, to the plan, as well as we took the time to meet with many of the leaders uh, within the industry. And then we just presented it last week uh, to our board uh, for approval. 
and our board approved uh, everything that we that I mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. Now, we will be taking to the board next month. We're reevaluating our total pricing policy. I mentioned to you beverage, yes. but we're looking to reevaluate our street pricing policy. Right now, we're at street plus ten. And we're looking to uh, bring to the board next month a recommendation to actually move that. You know, that that policy has been in play here at DFW for, I believe, 20 years. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so for the next decade, which it's amazing, in just a few weeks, we're going to be in a a new decade. And so those policies may not be uh, as effective in the next decade. And so we're reevaluating our overall pricing policy. I'll tell you, we're looking very heavily at a market basket uh, pricing program instead of pricing every single item uh, in the location at street plus whatever. Uh, we're looking to identify only the maybe the top selling or more recognizable products and covering that with a street uh, pricing policy. And majority, more than two thirds of the items remaining in the uh, in the concessions, uh, will be able to be priced according to the concessionaire. You know, there's a lot of pricing uh, visibility nowadays. You know, with the smartphone and the ability to compare pricing is right at the fingertips of the customer. So, so- we're less uh, concerned about gouging the customer or being in a captivated audience when the customer has most of the power right there at their fingertips. So when you're talking about a market basket approach and and, and establishing those prices, I understand that part. So you mentioned like um, maybe targeting the top 10 items. Is that just across the board or is it per? Yeah, we're trying to still evaluate that. It could be the top 10, the top 10%. Okay. Okay. Uh, we will work with the concessionaires to identify those items. And those will be the items that we would hold everyone accountable to the pricing policy. And then all other items, the concessionaire will have the flexibility to price those items uh, as they see fit. Excellent. So I have, I have several questions. Uh, I'll probably work from the most recent uh, on back. You mentioned that um, you're reevaluating beverage prices on a more frequent basis. Is that kind of annually? Is, that, is this um, part of, I guess, also having some of the operators in the discussion as far as what is fair and feasible for both the airport, the operator, and the consumer? Yes, we, we will do that annually. And it's mainly to keep up with costs. Mm-hmm. We don't want... Uh, our uh, beverage sponsorship to be, quite honestly, a, a negative impact for our concessionaires. We actually did and entered into these our beverage agreement to try to enhance our program, not necessarily growing uh, 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 the airport revenues. Our intent was not to take from the concessionaire and move it into the air airport. Mm-hmm. Our really intent was to create enough value within our airport to where the beverage companies like your Coke and Pepsi marketing departments will see DFW airport as a tremendous value to sample products, to advertise Mm -hmm. products, to provide different services and amenities, just like they do in stadiums or just like they do in, in supporting uh, retail on the street. Uh, during major uh, uh, holidays and, and peak times of the year, 
your beverage company's marketing team spend quite a bit of resources uh, creating experiences for the customer around their product. So why should they treat airports uh, any differently with 70 plus million customers? We're typically our beverage sponsor's number one customer within the entire region. And so why wouldn't they bring more resources to bear uh, to uh, target toward the uh, customer. So our intent was not just to take margin away from our concession partners. It was to bring additional resources to bear that will enhance uh, their ability to uh, make more uh, money, provide a great customer experience, and bring incremental resources. So we're going to reevaluate pricing as our concessionaires as cost of goods increase to them, we'll evaluate the pricing to make sure that we're not adversely impacting their margins. So all, all, all these um, initiatives are great with regards to the beverage prices. Is this really as a result of the industry-wide issue with, uh, with pouring rights? Well, some, some of it is. I mean, these are things that we already knew and we were finding solutions for anyway. But I had, I had an opportunity to attend uh, the ACI conference where um, several airports met with some of the executives of our concessionaires, and they expressed concern to us around a couple key areas, you know, and one being the beverage sponsorship. And, and as I uh, listened to their, their concerns, I, I quickly realized that it was not our intent to create that type of impact on our partners. So I came back and engaged with our CEO um, as I had the opportunity to represent him uh, in these meetings uh, to come up with solutions that we feel that will not make that a issue at DFW Airport. You know, the other area that they expressed huge concern uh, was in the, uh, the, the logistics area of the uh, uh, consolidated logistic uh, centers uh, that uh, looks like it started to uh, move across some of the airports in the industry. And we discussed that uh, and decided that's not an area that we see uh, happening here at DFW, particularly in the near, in the near term. Um, you never say never to the, uh, to the future, but right now we've, we've got, quite a bit invested in uh, loading docks in multiple terminals, and we need to see a return on that investment. So we think that there are opportunities and ways to uh, deliver on that return versus us going to a third-party logistics uh, company. And, you know, uh, what was interesting, our concessionaire partners expressed that if there are challenges that we're trying to overcome, here at the airport, give them the opportunity to uh, come up with possible solutions, solutions. Yep. versus uh, putting them uh, in a no-win situation with a third-party company. And so we took that to heart uh, when we came back. So yes, I would say some of, of, of what we're doing really kind of confirmed mm -hmm. uh, uh, things that we thought was happening based on the meetings that we had in, in Tampa this year. We will return to the episode in just a few moments. Plaza Premium Lounge by Plaza Premium Group is a destination that your travelers seek in order to escape the hustle and bustle of the airport. 
It's a refuge for travelers during layovers and delays. It's the answer for travelers looking to recharge and relax. Include your airport in the world's largest lounge network with over 70 locations and 35 international airports. For more information, go to plazapremiumlounge.com. And now, back to the episode. So I have a few more questions for you, and, and this has all been great, by the way. Earlier, you mentioned that there were going to be some locations that were going to receive six, anywhere between six to 24-month uh, lease extensions. Is there kind of like a, uh, an approach to which ones will be extended? Are those the ones towards the nearer end of their term? And um, really, what does that mean then for maybe any upcoming RPs that might be um, issued? As a result of those, sure, sure, yeah. There, there's a methodology uh, in in how we came up with that. Uh, it's primarily focused on terminals A, B, and E. Those are the terminals that we've renovated. During certain times, uh, back in 2015, we gave the concessionaires an opportunity to accept term or a, a reduction in their mag. Mm-hmm. while we were going through the renovation and construction. It was very chaotic. Uh, we had gates closed. There was a lot of construction going on. And we did that to try not to adversely impact our concessionaires. And so we did that in 2015. Our terminal renewal and improvement program just closed um, this year. Yeah. And so there were other concessionaires that were adversely impacted that did not get to participate in the award that we have had in 2015. So we want to go back and make sure that we offer them the same opportunity that we offered those in 2015. And that's the bulk uh, of the, uh, of the uh, award. And then also uh, we recognize that the trip, uh, renewal program was a lot more extensive than what we had thought. And so we want to go back and also those, even those we rewarded in, uh, in 2015 to also extend uh, a further uh, opportunity for term uh, now. So it, 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 it went back and gave those who didn't get to participate in 2015 it, it gave them the opportunity for extensions, and those who were um, impacted greater than what we anticipated, it gave them the opportunities to receive a little more. And so, therefore, we think that uh, all the concessionaires that were impacted during our terminal renovation has been basically taken care of. So, Ken, you mentioned earlier uh, about construction costs. Listen, you'll be happy to know it's not just DFW, it's industry-wide. Um, but I, I think a lot of your thinking on this um, is really progressive. So what are some of the initiatives that I guess you are looking into to help offset some of the high costs that these operators are incurring to build out these, these great environments? Right. Well, obviously, there, there are no silver bullets uh, for yeah. fixing all of this. But we recognize that some of the costs that our partners have incurred at our airport or costs that we put on them. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, there are several contractors that we require that they use. When you're dealing with uh, HVAC and you're dealing with fire safety and things like that, we don't want a lot of different contractors running around tapping into our systems. 
And so we require our concessionaire partner to use the contractors that we have, which may bring, you know, a higher cost uh, to them. And so we're looking at ways that we can reduce their, their cost. We recognize that also that there are uh, uh, rules that we put in play that add to their cost, like when uh, the time of day you can do construction. We relegate a lot of our construction to night. Maybe nighttime, overnight, when the airport is uh, at its least busiest, you can do all of your heavy construction, your boring, your your mm-hmm. drilling, those types of things. But there's no reason why you can't do other construction during the day. And so we are reevaluating what we allow uh, during the, uh, the day, daytime hours, as far as construction. Even things like construction walls, we have certain yeah. criteria in the construction wall, which makes that wall very expensive. And once that wall comes down, all of that material just goes to the dumpster which doesn't improve our our desire to be a zero-waste airport. So we're looking at possibly reusable construction walls, things that maybe the airport purchases and stores, and then uh, that's a cost that has been removed from the uh, the concessionaire. It could be something as simple as as equipment. We require all new equipment. it within uh, a new a new uh, uh, a new lease term. Sometimes the equipment that's cur- that's there currently is is fine. It's good. Yeah. Uh, why why do we have our concessionaires remove and to- and replace a stainless steel table? Uh, those types of things that we are reevaluating equipment, structural things like tables prep tables, things like that, that could be actually reused. The existing could be fine. Maybe you take everything off airport, refurbish it, clean it up, polish it, put it back in versus going out and buying totally new equipment. So we're looking at some of those things, uh, but when added up, I think could have a a big impact on the overall cost, uh, construction cost. No, no, certainly, certainly. Um, so just a, a couple more questions for you, Ken. Benefits for small businesses. You know, you said you, you spoke to the large folks um, and even some of your local, uh, I believe there is a component of um, this whole initiative that is also going to help and assist uh, the small local ACDB operators as well, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you know, DFW Airport is the economic engine of our region. And as such, we want to make sure that all of our uh, business partners get to benefit uh, from this economic engine. And that includes our local, our small uh, businesses. So in order to uh, uh, implement a lot of the things we talked about, uh, one of the conversations we've had with particularly the larger uh, concessionaires is that these benefits have to trickle down. They have to find their way down that P&L mm-hmm. so that it ultimately benefits their small local partners. We don't want to do things that will benefit, you know, the, the necessarily the, the, the corporate headquarters and, and the only benefit goes to the Atlantas and the Virginias and the Buffaloes. But that benefit goes all the way down to the local minority concessionaire. 
And as long as we are impacting those things that impact the P&L, we believe that it will uh, also uh, impact the local and small businesses. So do you feel like with a lot of the acquisitions, uh, oh gosh, over the last three, four years, and uh, maybe even before that, um, it is a little more difficult now if you are a small business or a mid-tier business to go up against some of the larger folks. Um, it seems like DFW is becoming a lot more business friendly in terms of at least the bidding part, correct? No, that, that's, that's correct. Uh, the other thing that, that we're looking at, and you know, we've just come off of a uh, uh, FAA audit mm-hmm. um, along with other airports, and there have been some, some recommendations and suggestions that are made uh, to further enhance our program. And, and one of those uh, items is to create a business environment that's more conducive to the small business enterprise. And so we will be looking for opportunities to further strengthen uh, the participation that we have for our small business uh, enterprise, as well as our ACDBE and and local partners. So, you know, uh, we'll look at that and how we package uh, for the future, how we package our locations so that uh, it's it's conducive also for that that small business operator to begin to build some capacity, mm-hmm. not just only be in a joint venture situation, but give them true opportunity to, uh, to operate their business and control their own destiny. Now, I know what the answer is for this next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's, what's the reception been like so far? At least I know it's just proposals. It hasn't been enacted yet, but how's it been received? I think it's been received very, very well. I mean, like I mentioned I so. earlier, this is not this is not a cure all, sure, and uh, it's not a silver bullet, but we think it will enhance uh, the overall uh, ability to uh, improve your profitability here at DFW Airport. There are some that may not believe that we've gone deep enough in certain areas. It's a start, but you know, we yeah, we think it's. Uh, it's a start, and we think it's, uh, it's a win-win-win. You know, it's not a situation where it will be very onerous on the customer. We think it's appropriate. Uh, we don't think DFW Airport has given up a, an enormous amount. And we think that the concessionaire also, uh, we're asking them to step up and do some things. So I think it's a win-win-win all the way around. But obviously, it's not a cure-all. Uh, you know, if you're a bad operator, if you're a bad operator and you're not taking <laughs> care of the customer, this is not going to save uh, your your business. No. But I think it will, uh, around the edges, enhance your margins, therefore enhancing your profitability, therefore allowing you to continue to invest on those customer impact uh, items and continue to grow your business. So um, have you seen this in the industry? Because I, I can, right now I've seen elements of it, but I haven't seen one almost encompassing kind of initiative like this one that touches many, many different things. Have you seen this out in the industry other than just having the conversation with some of those large operators? Yeah, I've seen pieces. I mean, we have great relationships with uh, our colleagues throughout the industry. And, and this is not revolutionary uh, in itself because there are many, uh, many folks out there doing components of it. But I do believe it's probably the most comprehensive plan that I've seen mm-hmm. overall. 
pulling together all of the different uh, different elements. And, and there will be more uh, to come in the future, uh, but it's not rocket science. Uh, there are many people out there doing a lot of really good things, but I think this is the first I've seen of it come together in a very comprehensive strategic plan. It's kind of like uh, the Avengers coming together um, <laughs> to fight evil. If I, if I can make a geek, one geeky reference to all this, you know, you, you have all these great, uh, at least on their own, uh, standalone pieces, but collectively um, they make a, a tremendous impact, which I think is great. That's right. Uh, this has all been great. Um, very, very forward thinking, um, obviously very, very, very pro-business. Um, I guess I'll, I'm going to leave you the last, give you the last word to kind of sum up everything that you are, um, that DFW is uh, pushing forward. Yeah, it's, 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 if you think about, think about the five points of, of a star where, in, in where you have uh, your airport, you have your airline, uh, you have your business partners, you have your concessionaires and you have your community, kind of like the ABC, uh, as simple as ABC, but the five points of the star, and then you put the customer in the center. And what we recognize is that in order for that nucleus, that center, for that customer to receive the maximum value, the maximum travel experience, remember we're trying to create a very a seamless and frictionless experience for our customers all five points of that star has to be hitting on all cylinders and right now we think one of those points our concessionaire uh, is not doing as well as it could be and that's what we're trying to do and when all points of that star shines bright and all of it is in support of the customer then that star will shine bright and that's really what we are trying to do we're trying to make dfw shine star shine as bright as it possibly can. We know the airlines are having a record-breaking year. DFW has had one of the best years it's had in the, in the decade. Our business partners have been very strong. And then our concessionaires have had challenges. And so we're trying to help create a better environment so that, that they can shine as bright as the others. But ultimately, the customers will benefit. So a star, this, no relation, by the way, as the gentleman I'm interviewing who is at Dallas, the same logo that is on the Dallas Cowboys uh, helmet. But yes, we'll make use of the, <laughs> the five points of the star. Very good, Ken. <laughs> Actually, I didn't think, I, I didn't <laughs> think of that. The, the, I didn't think of the star shining bright with that regard. That's a different star. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you borrow that one. But um, once again, Ken, this has been great. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Great, thank you, and then look forward to uh, sharing the results uh, once we implement.